0: Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast where we discuss everything about love, loss, life and the afterlife. And today is Sunday Soul Sessions and today we are going to be talking about your soul and your life. And today I would like to talk about letting go. Now, I'm going to start this with a little bit of a long story, so I hope you can bear with me, because this, this story is a very important part of what I want to tell you after that. When my daughter passed away, she passed away in a town called Kempsey, and that town called Kempsey was about six hours away from me. Um, so therefore, and, and back in the 80s, I, you know, like <laughs> we were a very poor family back in the 80s. And my daughter did pass in 1986 and she was not an access visit. So it was up to her family to sign her into the funeral home, et cetera, and to do all the horrible things that need to be done. Now, when I went down there, I took a check for the funeral um, and I gave it to my mother-in-law because, you know, it's, it's my daughter. And um, and I knew that Tony, uh, her dad, did not work. So, um, so I said, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to pay for this funeral and um, – and we scrapped our money together and we, we, we got as much money as we could to pay for it. And that was fair enough. The funeral was horrible. Um, it was a religious funeral and everybody who knows me knows that I am not religious and I do not believe that my daughter deserved just to have passages read out of the Bible for her funeral service. There was nothing, absolutely nothing said about my little girl that nothing was said about what type of girl. The only sentence they said about my daughter besides religious verses were, Crystal was a lovely little girl that everyone loved very much. No one talked about her her skirt twirling or her singing. No one talked about any of that. And they would not let me speak either. For some reason, I was not allowed to have anything at the funeral. Now, because I was in such a deep grief, I thought, okay, I didn't really argue with it because I was just shocked, as you can imagine. I mean, I'm down there. I left my daughter um, go with her parent, my in-laws and she was perfectly 100% full and I'm going down to their house and I'm viewing a body, okay, my daughter's body. So, you know, so I was in shock. So I didn't argue too much about the funeral but I didn't want to stay because it was all religious passages. It was horrible. But anyway. And I don't mean to offend anyone, but yeah, I wanted to hear about my daughter. My brother's funeral had been entirely different and we were allowed to talk about what type of person he was. So it wasn't a happy time for me, not at all. Also, when I viewed her in the coffin, um, they had her in full sunlight and anybody who has viewed anybody in the coffin knows that full sunlight is not good on a deceased body. Anyway, that was a, that was a really hard part of my life. Anyway, so as I said, I gave them the check for the funeral and can you believe it? <laughs> they sent the check back. They actually sent the check back which I found, oh, you can't imagine how insulted I was that they did not even allow me to pay for my daughter's funeral and then what they did next was absolutely horrifying. It was about six weeks have passed since the funeral and I decided that I would like to have my daughter's ashes with me because we had agreed on cremation and the reason we'd agreed on cremation was because Her father had been very – he'd been very badly injured in the accident and so I just wanted to wait until he was better and then I thought that we could do an ashes spreading ceremony in Queensland where she had lived all of her life with all of her relatives, with all of her friends and then we – because not everybody in those days in the 80s could afford to go to her funeral. It was a long way and it was a lot of money and people just didn't have that. And so we, I really was hoping that we could do the ceremony in Queensland and, and have everybody say their goodbyes. Well, I rang up the funeral parlour six weeks afterwards and they said, oh, <laughs> Mrs Wilson, you can't have your daughter's body because you didn't sign her in. Only the senior Mrs Wilson can have her and you didn't pay. Only the senior Wilson paid her. So you have absolutely no rights over these ashes and that's all there is to it. And from what we've heard from the senior Mrs. Wilson, that, you know, you don't even deserve, did not even deserve to have this baby. And I'm like, my God, I mean, here I am and, th- and they're, they're already back. To- you know, they're, I mean, I've done nothing wrong to these people. The only thing I did wrong was marry their son and have a child to him. And because we had separated, and I was so good, guys. I want I want to explain to you, I wasn't one of these mums who hold the kids back. I was very forthcoming in my um, in my sharing of Crystal because I she loved her dad, God, she loved her dad. They were so close. She loved me too. I don't think she could have chosen between us, to be quite frank with you. And I realized now she was only four. Um, she was two and a half when we separated. So we made a deal that she would go down there for four weeks and I would have her for two months. So that was until she went to school and then she would spend the large majority of her school holidays with her father because I felt like that was as fair as we could get considering we were six hours away. And anyone listening will know that that was really fair because she got to spend a lot of time with her dad to live in his environment for a month and then she'd come home for two months. And we were really happy with that. Um, so I don't understand why these people felt like I was doing anything wrong to them, why I was the, I was not depriving them of Crystal at all. I was being so fair. I never even said a word when she came home and all her hair was cut off because I had her hair looking beautiful. She had long ringlets down her back and they just cut it all off. I never even said a word. So, you know, can you imagine my frustration when I rang up and asked for the ashes? So I'm spewing. You can imagine how much I'm spewing. So I rang up my Crystal's dad and I said, "You know, I, I, I you remember? We, remember we, we were going to do this with Crystal?" And he said, "Get f s l u t. You can go f yourself." And he started screaming at me over the phone. Well, I was just horrified. I was broken. I just wanted the ashes with me because that was all I had left of my daughter. Anyhow. As life happens, it went shittier. So what happened after that was I decided at the time I was frantically trying to divorce her father because I didn't want any ties with him whatsoever. The only tie we had was Crystal, so there was no need for me to be married to him anymore. And so I had a divorce lawyer that I was going through. It was some of these lawyers that were practising Law at the time, and at that time in Brisbane, Queensland, because I was poor, I couldn't afford a lawyer. They were practicing, and they actually were looking for people to um, do divorces for for free because they wanted to practice. And I thought cool. it was a great opportunity, so I rang up the lawyer that was in charge. Anyway, so she sent a letter to um uh, Tony's um, people or her the father's people, and um, and said, you know, we are going to um, ask you to. We're asking you, this was on a Friday, and they told told them that they were not allowed to spread the ashes until some type of agreement could be made. And that was on the Friday. Now, that, that order was not activated in the court, so he didn't get to go to court. So what they did was before he had a chance to go to court, they spread the ashes on the Sunday. And that was it. There was no, Charmaine, do you want us to come down and spread the ashes? There was none of that. And you can imagine how... Upset I was. Oh my god, guys. It, I, I was horrified. I mean I'd done everything nice. I walked up into the mo- into the uh, ho- excuse me, hospital room and, and told him that I forgave him because I'd had this dream. I wasn't being nasty. But they spread the ashes behind my back anyhow. And oh boy, you have no idea how angry I was. I hung on to that for 13 years, guys. For 13 years, every time I thought about my daughter, I'd think about those ashes. I would get vivid red. Because it was just so unfair. I wanted to go down. I wanted to rip their faces off. I was so angry. It was so unfair. I gave them a perfectly good little girl and they didn't even give me ashes back. They gave me nothing. Not a damn thing. So I hung on to that and I couldn't let it go. I mean, as you guys know, I had a dream before my daughter passed. So I accepted it was her time, but I could not accept that people I had been kind and good to could do that to me with my daughter's ashes. So you can imagine I was just angry as hell. I would ring them up. I would get so drunk, guys. I would get so drunk. And I would ring them up at three o'clock in the morning. and I'd tell them how much I hated them for doing that. I was so angry. This, this went on for years. For 13 years, I tortured them because they tortured me. And I thought that was fair enough. And I think that they felt like they'd earned it, to be honest with you because she always got um, her husband to answer the phone when I rang up and he was always really, really calm and he always knew I was drunk and he'd say, it's okay, Charmaine, I'm I'm really sorry we did that. It's okay, Charmaine, it's okay. And he would just talk me down. I never got a hold of her though, you know. (laughs) So anyway, so the years went by and, and I got more and more destroyed. Alcohol became my best buddy. Eventually I went to drugs and it was a very, very, very hard hard thing to accept that not only was she gone, but the ashes are gone. I went on to have two more children. I still was not settled. I could not believe such betrayal. I was hanging on so tight and they had so much power over me. They owned me. They totally owned me. They owned every move I made for 13 years. Every time I closed my eyes and saw my daughter in the coffin and thought about those ashes, They had me again. They just kept getting me and getting me and getting me and getting me. I gave them my power. And because I gave them my power and I did not let myself heal from that grief, I ended up succumbing to even more detrimental things to my life. I ended up losing my kids to the family law courts. All because I wouldn't let go. I would not let go. I could not forgive them. Now, what ended up happening, this was 13 years later, I'd gotten a little bit easier on it and I hadn't been giving them so many phone calls and I'd stopped ringing them at 3am and I wasn't drinking by this time. By this time I was addicted to amphetamines. I'd lost my kids to the family law courts and I was one broken person. And I kept getting this little phone, this little voice in my head and it was a phone number. And I wrote the phone number down because I, I didn't realise then but I was, I was probably starting to develop in my madness as a medium and but I was starting to pay attention to things I was starting to hear things that were a little bit different and so this phone number came into my head and at this time I you know I was start, I was starting to hear voices and and my guides who I didn't know and I you know, and I do admit that at that time I was still messed up really messed up but they were trying to get through to me and they were trying to heal me my guides and my spirit family and they said you know maybe you should let go of the ashes maybe you should Maybe you should just let go of them because all of this has been about the ashes. All of this pain that you've put yourself through is because you didn't get your last wishes as a mother. What do you think happened? And then my guides explained to me one day, now I didn't know they were my guides and I didn't know who these weird people were talking to me at that point. It wasn't long before I found out, but at that point I did not know. And they said, when when your mother-in-law lost Crystal in the car accident, you see, my mother-in-law had given Tony her car that night to go to this party. Tony had been under life suspension for drunk driving. In fact, his third life suspension, however the hell that works, the second or third. His alcohol rate was extraordinarily high. I think it was like 0.28. It was it was ridiculous. He was so drunk, and she willingly let him take my daughter to a party knowing that he was going to be drinking. He made the decision to drive home. Nobody stopped him. And that was what happened that night. And my guides explained to me that she felt so guilty about giving Tony the car that she wanted to lash out on someone. And she was hurting because she felt as guilty, I believe, as he did. And so she really wanted to lash out at someone. And so it just happened to be me. And all of our lives were destroyed because of her action. Full stop. And Tony's. All of our lives were just a mess. And it was on that day and my guide said to me, it's time for you to let it go because you haven't let it go. Your life is a mess. You have been giving them power all of these years. Without you knowing, they still have control over you. And without you knowing, every time you have a drink or every time you have some amphetamines because of them, they win. And they've been winning ever since your daughter died. And because they've been winning, your life is a mess. And I looked at that phone number and I knew in my heart what that phone number was. It was her phone number. So the the date was the 27th of June, 1999 no, sorry, excuse me, 2000. It was the 17th of June, 2000. It was the day, it was the 27th of June, excuse me, sorry for that, 27th of June, 2000. It was the day before her 14th anniversary. I had just been on the phone to the family law courts and they told me, because you have admitted to being a user of amphetamines, you are never going to get your kids back So the only thing that you can do now is be the mother that you used to be because they don't recognise who you are anymore. And they tell us that you keep crying and everything, so it's time for you to understand that we are not going to be giving your children back to you, that that is the end. So you can imagine how devastating that was for me. It was pretty freaking horrible. So I did the thing. I rang up my ex-mother-in-law and I said to her, I said, I'm ringing up because I want to forgive you because I've been holding on to hate for you for so long and it's done nothing but destroy my life. And I will never know why you decided in your heart that spreading the ashes was going to be a great idea behind my back. I will never know that. But I forgive you because I can't keep holding on to this pain anymore. I need to let it go. Too many things have happened now. So I'm going to forgive you and and, and I'm not going to talk to you ever again but I forgive you. And she started crying and she said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't realise what I was doing. I was in grief. I said, I know. I said, I know all of that. I understand. And I said, I've been giving you my power all these years and in my life has been shitty since this has happened because you spread those ashes. I said, but I forgive you because I have crystal in my heart and that's all that matters. And we finished that phone call i do got to tell you, whoo, what a weight was off my shoulders. It was the biggest weight off my shoulders. I can't tell you how much freer I felt. And I believe it was from that day on that I started to heal. It wasn't long after that I realised that I was a medium. It was only a very, very short while. It took a little while, but I realised that I was a medium. And, and my life started to get better. But I don't think any of those things could have happened if I had kept hating their guts. I no longer hate their guts about that. I no longer think about those ashes because now I'm a medium, I realise that my daughter never went anywhere. So what is the point of this soul session today? Because somewhere out there, some of you have got something that you're holding on to so tight that is in the past that has absolute power over you. And it doesn't matter what you think, 99% of the time, those people couldn't give two hoots. A lot of the people who you are holding a grudge on, they don't even know that you're still holding a grudge, okay? But every time you think about what they did, they own you. Every time you tell another person how horrible they were, they own you. It means in actual fact that if you can't let go of an event or something that they did, you know, this is people who are alive, by the way, if you can't let go of it, you still have a relationship with them. I know a lot of women out there are real dirty towards their exes and vice versa. But if you continue to berate them, to to be hurt by them, you see, if someone said something to you, or did something to you 20 years ago that you are still getting pain from, that means in essence you still have a relationship with them, albeit a negative relationship, but they still have power over you. So today's soul session is about letting it go because there's a lot of things that was done. You know, I see so many people, they argue about the funeral, they argue about who got what, They argue about so many things. You know, when there's kids involved, there's fights about kids, when marriage is split up. But the truth of the matter is, the longer you hang on to hurt, the longer they own you. And the longer they have power over you. I only want you to think about what are you holding on to? Who has power for you? Now, I know that some of you have had some atrocious childhoods. And I know that some of you may have been very badly treated in in childhood and you may be, you know, sipping on your rum or sipping on your drinks, thinking about that childhood. I implore you, if you have had troubles in your past, no matter where it was, please go and get some counselling because while you are giving power to people who don't deserve it, It's really ripping yourself off, guys. You don't need to give them any more power. If you need help to let go of something, go and get it. But the truth is, these people who have power over you probably don't know it and probably couldn't give a shit anyway. So, you know, you're the one giving all the energy to them. Take that energy and give it to people who'd appreciate you. Because there's far more people who appreciate you and deserve you than those are souls that you left behind many years ago. They don't deserve your energy, not one little bit about it. If you find, even after listening to this, that you still cannot let go, at least when you think about the deed that happened, try and replace it really quick with something else. Try and replace that thought with something better that happened, with a better time in your life, okay? But for those of you who were damaged in childhood or whichever way that goes, I really implore you people to get some relief from that pain, from that power they have all of you. It's time to break their hold on you, okay? Let them go. They let you go a long time ago. Now it's time for you to let them go. Now, I would love any feedback on this because I do love to get a feed, bit of feedback. Um, and let me know what you think. Now, anyway, either way, this is Sunday Soul Sessions and we've been talking about your soul today. And I know my story was long, but I want you to understand. I really want to bash home right now how much it helped me to let it go and in my opinion what happened to me was one of the worst things that can ever happen to a mum but I was able to rise above it let it go and claim my life back and guess who's happy now and I and even though I talk about um Crystal's um other family it doesn't actually worry me anymore yeah sometimes when I get right into it I you know oh god they would me but it doesn't matter anymore. You know why? Because I still have my daughter. And and the truth of the matter is whatever is holding you on to another person, you really have the power to let that go, so you really should. Let them go. Because they don't deserve your time, energy, or anything. Okay? I hope you enjoy that soul session today. Please feedback. Anyway, have a wonderful day, and I will be back tomorrow with Mediumship Monday. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now.